1: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
0: Zigzaga. I'm James. And now that James
1: <laughs> is turning forty, <laughs> in this episode all you want to do is sound young. My name's Kate. Welcome to Sissy Dead Pod, we are sorry the episode is late because we were off gallivanting over the weekend James Fru's birthday, me at a festival Um, But you know it
0: is is my birthday and traditionally people get presents at their birthday But the real gift getters this week was all of you listeners who got an episode of (laughs) Queer Classified in your ear holes that was clunky. That was clunky. That was
1: clunky, and a bit presumptive as well. And, you know, maybe they didn't want it. That too. It arrived into
0: your feed like an unwanted YouTube album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't delete it. Only, can yeah. But yeah, so we're recording this Tuesday morning, and we were delighted to be joined by Caroline O'Donnell, who legendary podcaster, author. Always love hearing how she analyzes things. She's such a great mind, mm-hmm. such a great um, way of breaking things down and seeing things that I never see in in everything, really. So uh, we're delighted to be joined by her to discuss All-Star 7, the TRL Girl Group episode. But before we get into it, we were on Agony Rants, our sister podcast on the Heads of Podcast Network this week with Road Farrelly and legendary Eurovision star Neve Kavanagh. We gave our advice to a mom who is... Curious about how to look and support, look after and support her. Was it her child her, LGBTQ her, her child? Her, her child, whom she assumes
0: is part of the LGBTQ community, True, yeah. and she was wondering how she can sort of project a supportive um, mm. sort of atmosphere so that child feels comfortable to potentially share their identity if that's something that they need to do Um, and we spoke about coming out and our experiences of coming out as well you can get that over on well I mean over you can get that on wherever you're currently listening to this
1: (laughs) yeah it was a fun chat and if you need more convincing to listen to Agony Rants which is a great podcast here's an
0: Hi, I'm Niamh Kavanagh. And I'm Gerald Farrelly. And we are the hosts of Agony Rants. We have been friends for a long time and on Agony Rants, we do what we've always done. Talk about people behind their backs and make suggestions on how they can improve their lives. No, we cheer them up on Monday morning and help them with their problems. By meddling in areas in which we are dangerously unqualified. Why don't you join us each week for a new episode? You'll find us wherever you do your listening with special bonus content for subscribers on headstuffpodcast.com. Agony Rhymes, out now on the HeadStuff Podcast Network.
1: Caroline O'Donnellhaugh, thank you so much for joining us here for an early morning recorded of Sissy Dead Pod.
2: It is eight oh six AM on a Tuesday morning, and I'm alive. Baby.
1: As James had mentioned over the weekend, we were we're doing this episode late because we were both off gallivanting. James's birthday, I was at a festival, and I was messaging Caroline, and I was like, "You don't happen to perchance want to pop on at eight in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> You're so game, so I so absolutely it. get me into that room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's such a very fair reasoning of what of recalling of what happened. When actually happened was I messaged you because I was like, hey, by the way, I'm also enjoying All Star Seven. If you if you have a slot empty and then you were like, well there's eight AM tomorrow, but you're not gonna want to do that. And I'm like, no no
1: (laughs) (laughs) How have you found the season so far?
2: I like I've adored it. I, I honestly like I keep waiting for myself to get bored of the lack of critiques. But I find them all so genuinely entertaining. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't, I haven't, like, even taken against any of them in my head. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that I expected to take against in my head.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm the same.
2: Um, I would say I definitely going in. I was expecting to have very little patience for Evie Oddly,
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: just because she gives me very different girl vibes, kind of thing. Yeah. um and and uh i find that a bit annoying the laugh is a bit much for me as well but i've grown to even have a certain affection for her and like i yeah when she wins i'm pleased for her as she does this week uh so yeah i mean i i also think it's like a real miracle of editing like this this week we had this um when they were recording their vocals this long protracted session where there was like this choppy them going in between their different sound effects and then you know whatever and I was like, oh, it's so camp and so strange. And it's so strangely edited and creative. It's like, you can tell the lack of drama caused from a negative edit is cre- leading to more creative uh, decisions behind mm-hmm. the scenes.
0: Yeah, which I like. absolutely. Yeah, I think that you, you really do get a sense of how they are able to, like, sort of let loose on their own creativity and, like, explore other avenues. Like, even like that. You're seeing the things that would have been the massive drama in a regular episode, like the team picking thing or Mm -hmm. Monet's like comb falling out of her hair. And it's just (laughs) passing by uncommented on. And it is like just amazing to see these really talented queens just go about their uh, like just go about their performances unharmed by Michelle Visage going like. Yeah, but I really just want to see glamour.
2: Have you guys noticed, I noticed for the first time on this episode, Michelle seems very bored.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, because she can't give out to people.
2: Uh, because, yeah, I, I know that she's always like, you know, Michelle Visage is sort of like a character I play. I love these queens. Like, and we know that like mm. from anecdotal advice that she tours with them and she's a real den mother. But whenever it flashes to her in the judging panel, she just looks like it's fucking checked out, out to lunch, didn't she?
1: <laughs> I definitely get a sense of that during the critiques because I think she finds it tough not to be truthful, like to filter herself in a positive way. But I feel she enjoys the drag. Like it was... Oh, yeah. When Jinx was doing the Dolly Parton, she subsequently says, we were all tearing our shit laughing or whatever she said, but like they didn't even show that. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I think she's enjoying the drag, but I do think she sort of feels like she's like her tongue is bleeding from biting it so much. Yes, so was the, the critique. <laughs> I'm are, here yeah. for the uh, the positive social media though. Like, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've heard the Unreal the the podcast series Pandora Sykes was doing. Yeah, yeah, the, I just yeah. had her on um, Sentimental actually. Yeah. Oh, super. Mm. Um, yeah, like, and I'm just uh, sort of reflecting on. How nasty we've been in social media, or, or sorry, not social media in reality TV world. I'm here yeah. for the Bake Off spin, gleed mm. on everything, and just let's be nice and appreciate the talent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well on board. Um, so the, the start of this week's episode there's the the wave reflecting on the blocking. Um, and I don't know. I kind of feel at this point now. I kind of feel none of them really care if they get blocked. They're like, I don't think we're really that competitive, and I feel this sort of scene is always a bit forced. Yeah,
0: yeah, it does feel a bit... And Vivian decided she was just going to excuse herself from this, like, secret travelling sisterhood of the blocked sisters thing that they, they'd all been doing <laughs> up until now. And she was just like, meh, no, I, I can't be bothered coming up with a lie. Um, But yeah, I, I am excited for Jade Essence Hall to ultimately get blocked at some point and then realise that she because she seems to want one who's really bought into this like secret <laughs> sort of tribe in the background
2: <laughs> I, I love that moment where like the Vivian like it's not that she refused to play along it's just that she couldn't be arsed kind of coming up with a joke but I, there's a real showbiz sensibility going through Vi- the Vivian this season I think where she kind of the urge for her to make good TV is not going away kind of thing. She sort of, mm-hmm. still, she's like, there has to be some drama. And she's created quite a lot of it, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah. she also has this real internal sense of when you're beginning to drag the arse off a joke. And she's like, I'm not doing it. And then she had that like funny line about Nancy Pelosi deporting them all. I like, I <laughs> like, Love that's, that. that's way funnier. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. It's just like, what? so you're going to keep the joke up until the last person is blocked and go, I think the, if they has brought that joke to an actual conclusion I would be happy with that mm-hmm. um so we started this episode <clears throat> with the giving of the badges how did you see that turning out Caroline
2: um okay so obviously I think we all saw Evie coming yes I thought it was like I can't. I think they're underestimating Jada in a huge way, and I think she, like, she's sort of my contender to win now. Really, like, my Mm -hmm. sort of like ranking has, you know, going into it, Jinx was my number one, but now that Jinx is everybody's number one, and for Drag Race to work, you kind of need to have an underdog mentality going in. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of Viv underneath that Just because I, I loved her On her season And like We feel like she's One of ours right So I just Yeah
1: what, what is that I find it so strange I, She's like one of ours And it's clearly I never root for English people Yeah <laughs> I think part of it Is that we all Sympathize with
2: having To spend like Oh, like what? Three weeks with a room full of American celebrities. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> We've seen Big Brother when they bring the yeah. US contestants over. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, like it must be so jarring. And I think I sort of, re- I kind of root for her on that level, but also just on the on the UK level. Which, yeah, it's again very weird. Um, but underneath Viv, because I really, I don't think she's going to win because of it being an American show thing. Mm.
3: And
2: I think there's still sort of that line. Uh, it is Jada and I think it, when you think about Jada it's like there's nothing she can't do mm. you know mm. she's really funny she makes her all her own shit she looks really glamorous like she can as we've seen on this episode she can rap really well and with a joke in as well and I think like everyone's underestimating her because she's kind of a kook like she's just kind of silly and I would yeah. love to see her get to the end and suddenly like have seven stars you know
1: yeah mm. Yeah, I kind of feel like we it really sort of shows because season twelve was so botched in the edit because they were re-editing storylines, taking out Cherry Pie, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of made me feel this season made me realize how kind of little a Jada we got from a personality point of view in season twelve. We didn't really get to fall in love with her too much. It was kind of like sort of fumble. Okay, right, well, she's the winner now, and like, yeah, her drag was great, but we didn't get to know her. So I am really falling in love with her this season.
2: Totally, she was definitely given the the, the character archetype of here's a pageant queen and that means everything she does is perfect yeah. and yeah. then like we'll reveal a few silly moments like I remember how great she was during the Madonna challenge the, mm. I made a video in Paris yeah and everyone was like Jada you're also funny wow we never knew kind of thing when it's like clearly she's an absolute hoot and has must have been the whole time
0: Mm. Yeah, you're you're right. It is like she she feels like a queen that you're kind of getting to know for the first time. In yes. this, in, in this mix of queens, like I suppose Raja has an element of that as well, because mm-hmm. she's someone who was on the show when it was very different, like a very different thing. And she and in, in season three, she relied a huge amount just on her like supermodel kind of iciness. Like you didn't get to see much of her creativity or much of her like really unique humor. So for me, I'm, I'm loving Jada getting to know her and I'm absolutely loving Raja. And I feel like she's not maybe getting the she's not getting the the prominence in the in the considerations of the other queens in the same way um like she got her first win last week but arguably i i believe she could have won like at least one of the other preceding challenges as well
3: yeah yeah
2: it it, it didn't feel like it felt like sort of Judy Dench getting the Oscar for Shakespeare in Love. It's like, <laughs> yeah. we want to give you an Oscar. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and we can't fault this one. So here you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would just be raging if I was her. Um, that like, she came so close. She's basically been in the top every week, other than this week, I would say, and the first week. Uh, and then she wins, she finally wins a star, and she just has to give one to Evie for like, so then Evie has exactly the same thing. Having done very little, so I'd be raging if I were her. I didn't see Jinx give it to Jada. I said last week on the show that I thought she'd give it to to Vivian because if she, whoever she gave it to, you know, risks them winning this week and they'd have three stars and they'd overtake her. Whereas if she'd given it to Vivian, there's no way Vivian could have overtaken her this week. Um, oh that's
2: really smart and very jinx it's like yeah. <clears throat> like very strategic but also like um sort of squashing the drama between them you know mm,
1: I'm blocking you but also here's a star we're equal let's yeah so I'm surprised she didn't do that she just seemed like a smart mind to a tactical mind but it seems to have been between Jada and Trinity so that did surprise me
2: yeah she was never going to give it to Trinity <laughs> no, no. So. Uh,
1: so then they announced this week's challenge. RuPaul comes out, talks of the era of the two thousands, and I, I don't know. I lolled when he was like, "TRL gave us legendary pop stars such as Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Eden's yeah. Crush." <laughs> I, like, I don't know, "Who the fuck are Eden's Crush?" <laughs> Is that the band Nicole Scherzinger used to be in? Hold on, let me have a look. I She's feel like-, like dolls.
0: She was before. she was in She was in a, a band before that, yeah. Where she was like she's never really been well liked in any of her musical endeavors. And I think that she may have broken up Eden's crush. Yeah. yeah. She's yes, never been she... well
2: liked in her musical endeavors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? Yeah, no, she was... <laughs> That's the that's the original the culture as a group. But it just kind of makes me feel like, you know. It's like you're you're on the top of an open decker bus going around London, and they're like, London and the UK has boasted some amazing musical greats. You have Rolling Stones, The Beatles, End Dubs. It just seems like what a, <laughs> a
2: drop.
1: <laughs> just like what a drop to go.
2: It was so weird. They could have put anyone in that slot. At Eden's Crush, a band I've never heard of. Yeah. So I just want to shout out as well. My favorite line from the whole episode happens in the first three minutes, which is that, you know, that when they're getting off the couches and they're like, OK, guys, time to de-drag. <laughs> <laughs> and Tr- Trinity says, uh, looking at that big toe, I'd say yes.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then there's the drama about splitting up the teams. I mean... Do we? A uh, part of me just feels like Dave was like, "This is going on. This is going too harmoniously. We need a bit of we need a bit of conflict here." Because I don't know, was she unhappy with the group? Who was she unhappy with? Evie? It was hard to tell.
2: I totally get it. I get it in like, on like a personal level where like
0: I would feel. Would you not feel weird about that?
2: Only I know, it,
1: only I, if I didn't I, like my team.
0: I, I guess because like I can understand that sense of like you would feel like. You could, if you had a, an inferiority complex, feel like, oh, these girls think they're better than us girls. But it was very much like, well, why don't we just do half and half based on the line we're standing in now? But perhaps they're standing in a line in that order because those particular queens get on with each other more and have want to uh, spend more time together. So maybe there is like a sense of being an, an outsider. But also, I do think that, that the Vivian is going about herself just creating a lot of drama which Mm. is kind of what you need. So like without this drama in this episode, like, yeah, I don't know. You, you needed this as like an edge to it, I think.
2: Yeah, no, completely. I'm, I'm very grateful to Vivian for causing some friction. Do you know what I mean? Just giving us like, you need that little tiny spike of blood pressure during a (laughs) RuPaul's Drag Race episode, you know? Um, But it's also, sorry, I, I, because I've watched this episode twice now, I do feel like I'm psychologically examining Vivian in ways that probably aren't healthy or accurate. Um, I think the Vivian is one of these people that enjoys power dynamics and knowing what they are. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know how
2: there was the whole thing in Viv season about like, Divina DeCampo was like, you're, you don't respect me or my drag enough. And like, Vivian uh, uh, was the natural winner from the beginning. She was like the overdog from episode one. And there was kind of the sense in the room that people were looking to impress her or get on her side. And there was the whole thing of like, De Campo being like you don't respect me you don't respect my drag and it meaning so much to her mm. and then Viv has the iconic line all I've ever seen of drag is a red wig and silver dress yeah yeah and now it feels like Viv is being red wigs and silver dressed well that's mm. how it feels to her and I think like she just she sort of always wants to know okay I'm okay not being the most powerful person in the room but who is and where do I rank I feel like I can see that in her the way she reviews the room. I think that's what happened with this group dynamic.
0: I think you're right, actually, because if you think back, like I thinking back to, to episode one, when she came in, I remember we were commenting on the fact that she actually seemed to be, like she wasn't bringing that confidence that she had had in season one of UK so much. And she did feel a little bit like not, not in over her head exactly, but like she was trying to find her feet. So I think like she was looking around the room and kind of seeing these like absolute legends of the American series around her. And she was going to go, where do I stack up here? And now I think she feels like, well, I've proven myself. I've got a couple of wins. I've done really well. I deserve to be seen as a front runner. Therefore, yeah. I should see people being like, I want you on my team because mm-hmm. you're. Obviously, going to be someone who's going to um, who's, who's going to do well in the challenge and potentially win. So I want that around me. So yeah, I think that yeah, I could see that she's she's getting into it. Hopefully, she doesn't get too far into her head on that though.
2: Yeah, yeah. She gathers power from power. I think
1: mm. <laughs> like a dictator. <laughs> yeah, because I think the other team did like did feel very clicky. Like we know how close Monet and Shay, we know how close Shay and Trinity were. Bradford Fields somewhat of an outlier there but they were like she's standing with us we'll go with it yeah. I think they were foolish to put J, uh, Viv and Jinx together and I think they really underestimated that duo from a creativity standpoint
3: mm-hmm.
2: yes yeah they were the last people to realize that it was it was kind of a hybrid challenge it was a music challenge but it was also a comedy challenge in a sense mm. it's like there's a reason that the TRL thing was so important like
1: yeah 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 definitely um, then so then we kind of get into the vocal run through. We have the dancing. Is, like, is there anything there we want to discuss? I mean, there was f- some fun lines. I enjoyed Shay saying I'm allergic to their cario. And Trina didn't know what West Side Story was. Jinx said she, the only time she injured herself was LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I've never LARPed. <laughs> Has anyone LARPed? I'd be up for it though.
2: No, I've never. Not- Yeah, I actually would be up for it now. Really just anything to feel something at this point, you yeah. know.
0: <laughs> yes, please. Uh I, I enjoyed the continuing tradition on 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 Drag Race US of having all the sound desk and sound equipment laid out on the stage and not a single wire or it not plugged into anything. Yeah. So it's just sitting there with this pretense of, Oh yeah, we're totally recording you. One hundred percent recording yeah. you.
3: <laughs>
1: Bleep, <blob. laughs> yeah. Uh I also like I cringed at I I know she, I think that these are supposed to be an A lyrics. So when Evie was like, this, this is the line I've written down where it's like, yeah. baby, baby, you can be my baby. baby yeah, baby, baby, definitely baby. I was like, God, that was yeah. awful.
2: That was awful. I, I, I really enjoyed watching Jinx sort of shepherd that entire situation. Where yes. like <laughs> you, you got Evie's idea, which is like, oh, okay, I'm going to be someone who's like very confused at them being in a girl band and it almost sounds like they're stuttering, but like mm. Jinx sort of like gave everyone a hat. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was very, very, the yes and school of of mm. uh, mm-hmm. challenge winning. Um, yeah. It was like watching a lovely sort of Montessori teacher watch like, like, <laughs> their children instead of cutting the paper, gentle folding and tearing. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I like how they all went, we know the other team are going to give us fierce you know, Destiny's Child, Cario—they're gonna do like exactly right down the nose of the assignment, and then they all were just like, so "That was we get to be silly." <laughs> like they were yeah. like, "Okay, you <laughs> <view."> pressures <laughs> off us. We're playing different games here. It's all good." I love uh, that. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the actual performances then. Up first was Mister. This is the Titanic song. I asked you before you joined, which song comes to your 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 head more quickly? Caroline said Titanic, I said Titanic, James said Together Forever. I think they're both strong though.
0: Yes, I do want to say that despite, I I, I did say that Together Forever comes to my head first, I do think Titanic is the better of the overall songs though. And Mister is an absolutely brilliant early noughties girl group name.
3: It is like perfect, perfect.
2: not <laughs> They used to be mystery, but then be yeah. there. So quick, it's so good. Initials for no reason, yeah. amazing. Just
1: purge the
3: vowels
0: from everywhere. <laughs>
3: i yeah. just
1: said one of our initials i was like oh god root one raja like what a bore really? <laughs> first, first thing you do is like what are our initials let's see if we can uh-huh. come up with some group name but then it actually ends up working well so i was like okay fair enough, fair enough. Um, uh-huh. yeah can i I'll talk with you some of the your favorite performances in, in the mr group
2: all right let me think down the line so shay was obviously brilliant because shay is yeah. always fantastic in these challenges like some of my favorite girl group challenges have Shay in them Mm -hmm. um but it was interesting because it was like the not quite getting the brief of it not just being a girl group challenge but being a TRL group girl challenge Mm -hmm. so it was almost it was really brilliant every every line was flawless and you could imagine listening to Shay you know on Spotify any day but um it did there were no sort of jokes really It, it didn't have that sort of fun yeah fun to it and I Mm -hmm. think that's the only reason that she wasn't in the top this week I was kind of scratching my head being like why wasn't she in the top because she was flawless um I found Raja fucking hilarious just the creative editing around Raja clearly not knowing what the fuck she was doing
1: yes yeah (laughs) also Lucy Liu hi yeah I was like "Mm, it's 2022 I'm not sure I'm not sure about that one yeah
2: her lyrics made no sense whatsoever um I do think as well that Raja is running out of energy a bit. <laughs> like she I needs I like, a baraka
0: like, in an early night, yeah. you know?
2: <laughs> a little bit. Like, I think she, she just, I mean, if you look at her talking heads again, it seems like, like, I'd, I'd actually, she seemed like a very cool person, but I'd hate to be her story producer because I'd say, okay, Raja, how do you feel about girl groups? And she's like, yeah, I love girl groups. I'm excited to be in the girl groups. Like, yay!
1: <laughs> I know nothing about the 2000s. I was partying the whole time. I so. love that. Bit. <laughs> I don't remember anything until I started on Top Model.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine her being a bit of hard work in the confessional room. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, it feels like she just wants to go home to her birds. You know? <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> I, I I like the storyline where she's becoming more and more distressed that she doesn't have wine to hand yeah and when, by the end, she'll just be like squeezing grapes into her yeah. mouth and closing her eyes open for the best
0: fermenting them in the sock in her hotel room <laughs> i have That's to so, so, worried
2: i worried about sorry go on
0: i to say i the, one thing that i struggled with in this challenge overall was that i suppose my point of reference for sort of girl groups from the early noughties i, I would assume all of ours is very different to what was happening in the US. So like mm. I was sort of more, you know, Mystique and Girls Aloud, Sugar Babes, you know, Sub 7, All Saints. Like that was kind of the sort of sound I was expecting. So when we ended up getting two songs that sounded more kind of Sync Backstreet Boys, I just, I don't yeah. know, it sounds a little, especially because like in the beginning it had been like, oh, you know, Britney Christina and, you know, I, I just... Crush. Yeah, and I forgot about Eden's crush, but it was it was just a little bit like, oh, this sound doesn't, like, it doesn't go with the challenge in, in my in my estimation. But then again, maybe it does for a lot of Americans for whom that, that period of time was very much dominated by the life-spend single back boys.
2: Were the vocals boy band vocals as well? They
0: were, yeah, which was weird and sort of took me out of it a bit.
1: Yeah, the so- backing vocals, yeah.
2: And all Gurgle g- challenges, the-, the bits that aren't the verses of the queens have written, are always female vocalists, right?
1: Usually, yeah. Mm.
2: I didn't get it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit strange. And like, yeah, they they were both Max Martin ripoffs, you know, which was interesting. Like, Why couldn't they have done one that was in a more of a style of Destiny's Child? Like maybe the producers that they have to hand didn't have that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was strange. I mean, did you watch TRL?
0: I did. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I. Kind of only ever would have seen it like a handful of times. Mm-hmm. But I remember the period of time where I was watching it was when Shakira had just exploded onto the scene with Whenever, Wherever, and you know that was like the song that was being played almost consistently. So I was like, I I really associate T- associate TRL with Shakira and Whenever, Wherever, and I think like Vanessa Carlton uh, was it a Thousand Miles, mm-hmm. and like Michelle Branch, like those were the kind of like people that. I I was like remembering from from my TRL
1: moment of my life. Yeah. I don't
2: remember it at all being on Irish TV. I can't remember when or where it was on.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna ask. I remember James, you said last week you you swatched TRL, you remember that. I don't remember being able to access it. I remember seeing clips.
2: Yeah, archive you know, not, footage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm aware of what it looks like in the setup. But I yeah. don't know where I could have watched it.
0: So uh, it was on like I remember watching it. It would have been when I was in maybe fifth and sixth year of of school, and because I'm a million years old, that would have been like 2000, two thousand, two thousand and one, um, and it was on like MTV, and that would have been like right after we'd like branched out and got the fancy Sky package. Yeah, see, I didn't we get were that watching like Kerrang! 2000s. and the
3: Bad Box Celtic Tiger and all those. <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> yeah that's why yeah, like okay yeah, that makes sense um <clears throat> but back to mister i i thought monet did really well like yeah. yeah i'm kind of saying the first challenge of this season i kind of has been a bit of moot i don't really feel anyone did particularly iconic um but i think out of this one, i think monet really sounded strong i thought the her vocals were lovely like it was a sort of sing rapping almost mm-hmm. which i thought sounded really good for her um so I was really impressed this week with her. And then Trinity. She's never just well at these challenges. I
2: never well. enjoy Trinity in these challenges. No. Really. No. No. It, it's always a thing where it's not quite rapping, it always is just kind of like talking fast. It always sounds like somebody, some nice lady reading you the terms and conditions over the phone, you know? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like coming back to <laughs> the positive critique Ross goes you know sometimes when you do a, do this sort of storyline it works and sometimes it doesn't and you better work girl <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> case. So, it's, like, yeah. it's like I am not I'm not coming down on one side or on the other of that critique <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you back into a corner was like well I can't lie and I can't tell the truth so you better <laughs> <work>. yeah <laughs> <in the house. laughs>
2: Um, so, I mean, obviously, the real winner of this whole episode is Ross Matthew as yeah. Carson Daly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean I, perfection, perfection. Like Ernie Noli's douchebag, just uh, <laughs> personified.
2: Like I, I only know enough about Carson Daly to know that's a perfect impression Mm. of like somebody it's a bit like doing a perfect impression of zane Lowe or something it's like like (laughs) they're not particularly they're not that forward characters the the reason they exist is that they're handsome men to facilitate the personalities of bigger personalities Mm -hmm. and so like to get an impression that accurate the pauses the intonation it was unbelievable like didn't know ross matthews had it in him like (laughs)
3: Yeah. no like,
1: no like in the all the stars three we had kristen Chenowitz doing a snatch game with the queens get ross matches up there as carson gailey i don't <laughs> yeah,
3: like
2: i my love for ross matt i remember when I, when I first encountered him on the show i was like oh you know who's this person who's clearly been zoned in from like e hollywood or whatever mm. but like, i my love for his like comic talent has really grown over the years like Bossy rossi iconic
3: yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. I know you get a great line later on with the uh, you know, when you talk about Jadens like it might not be a number one, but it could be a number two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my
2: god, his best line of the night. Obviously I am um, I'm biased, but um he there's a sex in the city joke in there. Yeah, like, yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, coming up next,
2: the stars of HBO Sex in the City here to talk about how they're best friends in real life and gonna work together forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just so throw away that it was like okay, you know
2: It was <laughs> so funny i really enjoyed like the trl framing in general and the little interviews that he gave with them afterwards mm. and the whole thing of shay being like you know i'm going solo and then mm. then being like you know oh what does that make us like i think a really good move for these all star seven challenge because it is like queen of queens and winter season and all that is that all of the, sh- the challenges should be a kind of a hybrid challenge like it, yeah you know, mm. like comedy and music sewing and some, what, something else um because like, yeah, I would love to have seen like a behind the music type of episode or something mm, where they like that would
1: have been fun. Yeah, that would have been fun. Had
2: longer improv bits about you know why their band broke up or something.
1: Yeah, because I think that bit with with Carson slash Ross Velvet Flash for Mister because it kind of it was like our whole premise is that we're you know we're together and because someone else left us and then it was like oh you're kind of breaking it up already and whereas yeah. the other team and maybe it's just the way the question they all got to have one liner whereas yeah, yeah. Jason yeah. sort of just killed it for everyone with that so I I
0: assumed when that started that like each of them were going to be like oh but I'm going solo oh but I'm going solo oh but mm. I so I was kind of expecting it to go into kind of a bit of a pylon thing but then it did just kind of be like Shay got the moment think, oh I'm going solo and then the rest of them like what does that make us and then it went a bit confused and I it, yeah and I think that the other team did benefit from each having a moment, like a direct question asked to them yeah, so that they yeah. all got like a punchline or they all got a moment to kind of like, you know, sell their character a bit more.
1: The only slip up for Ross was when he comes back after the other girls, which we'll talk about in a second, he calls them Girls Forever. Oh, oh no! <laughs> that was Girls Forever and it's like, that's not the goal. That's neither the song nor the band.
0: <laughs> Before
2: we move on from, from Mr... I have to ask, how are you guys enjoying Shay this season?
0: Uh, one of my favourite moments of this entire episode was her confessional where she was like, it feels like I'm
3: <clears throat> into the background.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, fe- I have seen that. I feel like she's... I thought she did exceptionally well, this challenge, but you're right in that she didn't bring the comedy alongside it. So therefore, I understand why maybe she didn't end up in the top. But y- y- you just... Like, she is such a powerhouse and she has been so spectacular on both of the seasons. And it does feel like she kind of is, you know, supporting cast, which is not what I'd expected for her.
2: No, not what I expected at all. And I'm I finding her also, like, surprisingly rigid, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. in, in terms of because so much of the show now is just like them having a nice time together. And, and she just she does just strike me as a very serious person um that it's like it all feels quite rigid and quite calculated and it doesn't just sort of feel as effervescent as like mm. a Jada or even a Monet who's just kind of like even though Monet's drag is fading into the background it's like her obsession with game playing is sort of a fun like logical
1: examination I love Shay and it, I did feel sort of surprised like we had, a few weeks ago I was kind of doing a power ranking on the pod and it was like she is kind of the bottom half of the group in like such, which is such a surprise because we know how talented mm-hmm. she is I do feel last week she did brilliantly I loved her speech I think this week she did really really well and I kind of feel like you know and <laughs> the way that we often are now that she's being underappreciated I'm, I'm like the fire is back for her again <laughs> like she's yeah, she's she yeah, to yeah. a win and I think with the design challenge next week especially as an ode to RuPaul I think that'll be a week to shine mm-hmm. um but yeah, no, I like her. I think your point there is fair. I, I don't think she's ever been that effervescent, really. She see, she always does seem a bit guarded compared to some of the queens who are just so naturally charismatic. Um, but I, I don't dislike her, but I am finding yeah. more so the, what the edit is telling me as kind of flat. It,
2: it's interesting with this season where it's like um, you're, the, the people who are falling into the background for me are people who I feel confident I know everything in their arsenal already. Mm. like I th- and because they've been on the show fairly recently or several times recently like someone like Monet exchange or Trinity I'm like I yeah everything you do like nothing none of it is a huge surprise I enjoy it but it's not a huge surprise and so they need to kind of make up the numbers for me in the workroom a bit yeah <laughs> that's where they need to surprise me and um, whereas like Viv uh Jinx Raja they're people I haven't seen in a few years or I didn't see enough of them at the time mm. and so that they they're all front runners for me
1: I guess yeah. it's difficult when you're coming in off the back of an all stars where you've already had the opportunity to show this is how I've grown from my original season. So they, the, the emphasis on them is then to show a further growth. Yes. End, yeah. Which is tough. Yeah. Uh let's get into the other girl the other girls. Um I think I I whatever it is sometimes the mixes in these make it very hard to hear the lyrics, but whatever way Viv's was, I thought it was just so crystal clear. It stood out. You could get every word of it, she could get every joke. Uh and I thought it was brilliant.
2: Yeah, I agree. For some reason it was giving me real um get him to the Greek. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember that movie? Yeah. It's For a brand? Yeah, I've seen it too much. You know his girlfriend in that, like her name is like Katie Q or Susie Q, she's played by Rose Byrne. Mm. It felt like something about the intonation the delivery, the music felt like brought me back there okay. for some reason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> uh I kind of felt as well, Jinx was kind of hard done by because she was kind of talking about how she was gonna do the big note. And then that final bit, then the note is really hidden in the background. Like actually yeah, it's so I actually so strained to hear it over Evie's modem.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in, I was it was curious to me as well how. Uh, I didn't love Jinx in this really, even though she was the mastermind behind the whole group. Mm.
3: I, I felt like as
0: if, you know, sometimes I suppose you need to fade into the background a bit to let like the overall sort of group sort of thing. And I do think that maybe Jinx didn't come as hard as she could have. And then that did allow some room for Evie, who was surprised me in this challenge in how much I enjoyed what they came up with and what they did and how they presented it. But I do think that, you know, by the choices Jinx made to kind of go with this sort of like aged character that was a bit more in the background, it kind of gave other girls like like Jada and and Evie a chance
1: to stand out more.
3: Yeah. What was, yeah.
1: What was Evie's character? I was confused.
2: She was a robot programmed to be in the girl group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The execution there was strange because she was more human. I don't know. I just was, I didn't get it. I I thought it was that
0: it was more just kind of like she was, like in the same way you were talking about how this was like a Max Martin thing and uh, like, and it is that kind of like cookie cutter. Exactly. This is the, these are the sort of like little intonations you use. These are the little kind of like phrases you use. And it was just kind of like throwing together a whole bag of all like the expected component parts of like a girl group song. And she was just going to spout them kind of at random which I I thought was a fun way too, because so many of those songs are literally just like, like are just written by just kind of like randomly picking phrases and words that like mm. appear in every other one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just was like, in terms of the delivery as well, I just, I, I just didn't get it. I, I I wasn't picking up what she was putting down. <laughs> Jada on the other hand, because I watched the episode twice once when I came out and once just before this, the first time I watched it, I was just, watching eyes on the screen second time because i'd already seen it i was like kind of cleaning up and watching it in the background with my headphones on mm-hmm. and i actually liked jada a lot more when i just heard her <laughs> i <laughs> kind of feel she didn't really deliver on the stage but when i just heard the vocals i was like oh it's actually really fun so i think maybe it was her delivery that let it down
2: yeah jada was the was the mvp for me i was really okay. expecting to see her in the top hmm. um, yeah like
1: i, I thought babe was the mvp of this group yeah
0: Oh, no, for me, I, I, I'd agree. I think that Jada, because okay. it, for, it was such a b- bizarre. And it's so weird because obviously season 14, we had that like Daytona wins farting challenge. And now here we are with another scatological masterpiece. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Justice for Rock M. Zakora, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: On, I kick to a fart. Yeah. yeah. Sure, uh, okay, interesting. Let, let's move on to... The runway, the night of a thousand Dolly Partons, super fun runway. I love when they do this, but I also like that they don't do it that often because otherwise yeah. we'd, we'd be with you know hundreds, night of a thousand nine, Nicole Scherzingers, yeah, Eden's Crush, yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I'd love to know who would you guys love to see night of a thousand.
1: Oh god. We for a while you were you were hoping for Moira Rose, right? I would I would love Hello a nine thousand Canada. Moira
0: Roses. And I feel like we will get that ultimately in Drag Race Canada. I feel like that will happen in Canada. Oh did mm. we get that last season? No, we didn't. No. no. Um yeah, I I I don't know, like um there's it's so many people that from. I that I'm like now that I can't think of a single one. Like Ooh. beyond
1: like for the fashion, Beyonce would be great. You know, if you're going purely for like the gowns and everything, I think I think that would be fun. Or if you want, like Dolly Parton's perfect because it's fashion, and it's camp, and it's hard to get an icon who's kind of more like that. You know, to in terms of you can have a lot of fun with it. You couldn't have a lot of fun with Beyonce runway necessarily. It'd be interesting
2: Ooh. to see if they got like dude around an actress like Knight of a Thousand Merrills or something. I was
1: thinking Meryl oh, Streep cool. would be brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they,
2: At least two of them would do a Death Becomes Her and someone would get cancelled for doing a Sophie's Choice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'd worry they'd all end up coming, like the Komodos did all come in as Miranda Priestley. You know? yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's loads to choose from, right? Um, but yeah, so uh, Monet came out first with her coat of many colours. I really like this, but I saw people online compare it to the dress that Maddie Morvis has made in the design challenge with all the little patchwork bits.
0: That's not fair. I don't think it's fair either.
1: <laughs> I would say I don't, I don't really connect with Monet on the runway and All Stars but actually this is the, the most, my favourite thing that she was worn all season and I really appreciated it.
2: Yeah and I saw on the pit stop as well there's some lovely story behind it that um, Monet's assistant sort of slash best friend um their mother had died or or something okay. and they was it was made from all of her kind of old clothes so it was oh, like really. a real collaboration between between everybody Absolutely. you know yeah.
0: That's so cuz I remember um Monet's assistant was the makeover person from their was season 10 was yeah, it the Pat, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Patty I, or, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I I remember I remember them being absolutely lovely. So that's yeah. that is a really nice story and that like yeah, they have that lovely friendship. I, I I thought she looked really stunning in this. I I mean, it, it, a very different style for her cuz she does kind of more like more frequently do that kind of like urban street style kind Mm -hmm. of vibe so this like very down home kind of pretty sort of country look I, I just thought it really suited her the hair was gorgeous the makeup was so good and then just all the colors on that coat it just yeah it was it was really it was a really good showing
3: from her.
2: Yeah, and yeah. unlike most of the other looks, it was instantaneous, and it was also like a visual joke. It's like, oh, Dolly Parton, coat of many colours. Like, we all know that yeah. instantly, as opposed to like, say, Jada's look, which was stunning, but could have been like sort of any woman off Dallas, you know?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, same with Trinity, who's up next. Yeah, like, you definitely read Dolly Parton, but I don't know what it was with the makeup. I kept getting sort of like a little chicken.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it was a kind of a pinched Quality to it, yeah, yeah,
1: and the very feathery hair. I kind of just expected like her to sort of leave a trail of feathers behind her. <laughs> also, we ha- we haven't spoken
2: a ton about Trinity this season, but and this is this is a bit uh shaming, so I apologize. But I, I thought Trinity was very old, but Trinity, she was like cause was all the surgery and all that kind of stuff, and like then she's talking about you know when she was a teenager and she was into NSYNC. I was like, well, she can't be that much older than me, so. She's thirty-eight. Okay, do you yeah. Not surprising.
0: She does come off like like she she does come off as if she belong. She would be in the same age category as oh, thirty-six. Raja. Actually, thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yeah. <laughs> you do. She does. She does feel very much older. She doesn't feel like she she's still in that. Uh... No, you are
1: right. Now you forget have said she's the same age as Raj.
0: Like... she feels very much like kind of like an. Like an old dame who's been doing this her whole life, and yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also the plastic surgery—it's like generally well, yeah. people acquire yeah. that over decades. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she acquired it over seasons of Drag Race,
3: yeah. like, like she said.
2: It, when we met her, she must have been like thirty-two, and yeah. she was the surgery queen then. Yeah, it's all a bit mad to me, lads. I think <laughs> I am sorry. I know, I know, we're not supposed to shame people over this, but I do think it's a bit mad.
1: Yeah, <laughs> too much. Uh next up was Shay with her biker dolly. I did appreciate that this was sort of like uh you know a different look for Dolly and I and as Ross said it was like the perfect merging of Shay yeah. and Dolly I think which mm. worked really well.
0: For me, the, the wig went to George
1: Washington. Like it was, those are oh like God. very, Arthur very, the
0: yeah, very white and, and like, like extremely curly. So it didn't have that kind of like Larry texturiness of like the, the feathery Dolly Parton kind of, and it wasn't that kind of like warm blonde, that, that warmer tone more that you associate with mm. her. So I just, I, I found the wig a bit off-putting. And then for the first time ever, probably on the runway, I kind of thought Shay's outfit looked a bit cheap.
3: Ooh.
0: i wasn't i wasn't an, a massive fan of this i was like that's why you're not in the top She
1: probably made it herself um, well. she's the <laughs> um but no look maybe you know probably argument to say that if you took this look at isolation and had to guess the runway would you have guessed holly parton
2: no i would have guessed Cher.
1: yeah very much show. more that yeah you yeah, yeah. did right uh raj was up next uh Whatever way Raja delivered Dolly It felt like she was like a, a puppet As if like she her arms were being operated By a sort of string system Pulley system yes. Like it was all really sort of like straight back In the way she was moving around <laughs> But I don't know like I, I appreciate the sort of puppetry She's giving us from the Satch game Yeah, to this. yeah. <laughs> Like it was pure like sort of par- parody of Dolly And that's perfectly fine I liked it
0: I I mean I, t- I wasn't aware that Dolly Parton had that I don't even like it's just like hi-ho kind of like persona yes. i wasn't sure that this was like iconic dolly is like hey ho, hey, like you, you just because they were all doing it on the runway and like it was raja and evie definitely delivered it to the max mm. uh, and i found it a, a, a tad distracting and jinx oh I, well yes jinx very much mm. <laughs>
2: it was bizarre yeah the, the the walks just kept getting sillier and sillier it's like this is not what i associate <laughs> with yeah.
3: at all
0: and then it was when like I... on the on the runway afterwards like when each of them were called up for their critiques they all had to do they're <laughs> like hello rue oh, yeah
2: <laughs> my
3: maze was strange yeah. like,
2: very high pitched yeah and like Evie's one was like very like Beverly Hillbillies. It was just like was <laughs> yeah. some respect. Like
1: yeah. uh, generally, there's that that rumor that I don't know if it's true that Dolly Parton is covered in tattoos. Basically, oh yeah, I saw a couple of them
2: untucked. Yeah,
1: um, but I definitely seen like. Times She said cutouts in her arms and stuff I didn't see any tattoos But anyway uh, I'd love if somebody played on that And I like, did a reveal to this Just like full body Of <laughs> tattoos <laughs> And just the big boobs And a bikini so and so That would be fun um, And babe was up next which is interesting because normally when you do the night of a thousand so-and-sos you normally say I'm giving the 2010 BMA yes! red carpet yeah. look. there was none of that but there were pictures and I felt Vivs was the furthest away from the picture she was given but I'm not sure if that was a producer afterwards being like okay we need someone in blue for Dolly we'll go with that one um so yeah that was my only critique but again I don't know if that's actually a critique other than that I thought it was bang on trend I think she was like, yeah,
2: the, definitely the Dolly look took her into the top.
1: Like, mm, I just yeah. thought the, I
2: and mean, it was the only sort of performance of Dolly on the runway that actually did feel like Dolly. Yeah. That's sort mm. of like, there's a slight um, angular, like she is, she does have a sort of a jolly disposition, but there is a kind of a slight edging in, with her elbows that she yeah. does that, that Viv did. The makeup was perfect. Like, yeah, I thought it was amazing. And then she only carried it through to the lip-sync I Oh, I thought it was, like, masterful.
0: Mm. Yeah, th- that lip-sync performance was, like, that was uh, perfection in terms of, like, that That was... Exa- it, it felt like, you even with the, the way she managed to, like, manipulate her face with the makeup was, yeah. like, a- amazing. Like, the talent of that. And then, like, yeah, her performance, it was just like you were actually watching Dolly Parton perform. It was insane.
3: I yeah. can't
2: believe how talented Viv is. Like, I, I again, again, yeah. so just so proud
0: um, <laughs> hometown <laughs> hero oh,
2: yeah. so Liverpudlian. <laughs> street, yeah. you know how like we've seen impersonators on the show before and that's their whole thing like Chad Michaels or Derek Barry or whatever and and they get very boxed in by that and it's like I feel like Viv is the first proper impresario who also mm. has a fully rounded set of other skills yeah. like is yeah. really funny by themselves can make up original characters like yeah, that at the beginning of the episode, Jinx talked about how she wants to do a show with Vib, and I was like, I fucking want to see that. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they were talking about during the the Entertainment Weekly sort of promo for it as well that they'd love to do a tour together, and I would like, sign me up. Yeah, instantly. Yeah, that yeah. would be so
0: good because the two of them. Like, it's funny how the two of them are kind of like becoming this like um I think, not villains isn't the right word but they're, they're rivalry the right this rivalry is developing between the two of them on the show because they are so similar and they're both so good um and mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I'm like get them on a tour together get them like give them some proper time to develop a show and then tour it all over Christmas lovely yeah.
2: <laughs> and what's interesting is like I feel like they both have sort of partnerships that they do with the kind of uh Vivian had that show with Bag of Chips, the sort of Maggie Thatcher and Donald Trump thing that absolutely had fucking zero traction. And then Jinx has um, her sort of thing with Ben, which I know is successful, but I've never really seen it anywhere kind of thing. And I feel like what could take them into Trixie and Katya territory is that they, they have similar skills, but they have a polarity as well. Yeah, like I feel yeah. like Jinx has this sort of like sweetness, and I'm like a sweet NB fairy kind of thing, and I larp in the woods. And there's something a little <laughs> bit grittier about Viv, and together it could work really well.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you did right, absolutely. Um, Jada was up next uh, in that yellowy look. It was it was fine. The thing I was most impressed with is I couldn't see where her breastplate ended. I, was I know, mesmerized by that. Like that, that was like exactly blending the was insane as her skin. I was like, wow,
2: yeah. I was obsessed with the boobs as well. They were gorgeous boobs.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they move and you're like, oh, (laughs) 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 Jinx gave us Dolly at the Grand Ole Opry, you know, great characterization throughout. I thought, um, but it was unlike David. It was still Jinx doing Dolly rather than like a full Dolly. I felt.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with that. Um, it was very, it was very pretty, and it was well, it was the only one I think to take that like very, very kind of like country, country old days kind of Dolly mm. look, and it really worked well with her. The hair probably could have been a bit bigger for me, but that that you know that's, yeah, a, that's a critique for every Holy. drag queen ever, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And then Evie with her, like, she's always on brand, isn't she, Evie? It was the Evie Oddly Dolly Parton experience. Right? Yeah. It, was, it was bonkers, really. I do not know what was going on.
0: I really, I loved it, actually, though. I, I thought, you? like, it was the most interesting, variation. like, it was kind of like, I, I, it was again doing that, like, weird robotic thing from the challenge bought to, like, a Dolly Parton. So it was just kind of like, now they've reprogrammed the, like, pop domination Evie Oddly Music robot to be a Dolly Parton robot, <laughs> so like the same okay. kind of like angular sort of, thing. and I loved the like weird little play suit or whatever that thing's called. Uh, um, yeah. I, I thought it looked so good.
2: Yeah, I did like I, it a lot. It did verge into sort of pirate for me a bit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like the whole performance and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: as Europeans, do we? Do you think? Tuvalu has represented our love for a foreskin. <laughs> because I don't have what any opinions about a foreskin. As Sweden, as a Swede, I'd have to say I love a foreskin. Like, <laughs> it, like really
2: I wrote that down as well. I was like, is there some kind of joke or something that sounds like foreskin that's Swedish? Or it's like, what's the it was just like, oh, Europeans have yeah. uncut dicks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, <Yeah>. that's it. <laughs> and coming from a woman wearing a cake on her head um. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well you say that because I like I don't know I definitely didn't gel with Evie the same way you two did so when I was listening to the critiques I kind of just felt it was like okay well Evie's in the top because the woman with a cake on her head loved her like it was yeah. just like it's Tuvalu too, offering to write a song for Roof Evie gets in the top like I just it just I was so surprised Evie was there I I was convinced it was going to be Shea versus Viv for me I, I felt it was like two winners from both groups That was, I don't know I think you guys felt differently But that's definitely where I landed with it
0: I had I, I thought it was going to be Shay versus either uh, Viv or, or Evie. I thought that Shay, I was very certain that that shit. Well, I don't know actually no, because Shay just like was so accomplished in the way she did the stuff in the challenge, but then I didn't love her up mm-hmm. in the wrong way. So I don't know. I was a bit uncertain going into it. Like who was going to end up in the, in the top two. Um, I sort of had anticipated Shay getting the comeback purely because she did the mention about fading into the background earlier in the episode. And we love a redemption moment. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't really know who I would have felt would have been fairest to see in the top.
1: Well, the top four were Monet, Shea, Shea, Evie and Viv. So it was one of those four based on the judges' critique. So I was like, okay, I'll take the top two from each team. But it seems that maybe they went, well, uh, the other girls were better. So who are the top two from that and make them win instead?
2: Yeah. Mm. Speaking of the judges' critiques, which are largely dull now, um, something that the All Right Mary guys pointed out that I then saw was true when I rewatched it. There was a, a cut joke from the critiques that made it into the subtitles that I found very interesting. Oh, what? Mm, An exclusive. <laughs> um, the uh, you know, tu- Tuvalu. Sorry, you can't say her name and not feel like
1: <laughs> you're well, doing Tuvalu. <laughs> That's what I think every time.
2: Rue says. What's your favourite girl band? Um, she says the Spice Girls and then she goes Zigga-Zigga. And then the subtitles read, and then they laugh really hard but very too hard, the subtitles read
1: What Did You Call Me? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one of Rue's classics, right?
2: <laughs> I know, but I wonder, I wonder why they cut it out. Is that like yeah, was the Ziggy zigga thing supposed to be kind of a racial slur? That's the sort of like, yeah. that's the joke. And then they cut it out because they're like, not on it. Not on
1: All-Star 7. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we have to be nicer, I guess, judges as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, interesting. Because I felt, again, interesting when I'm listening to the show on my headphones rather than on TV, I can hear some of the cuts in the audio more than I can on TV. And oh. like, there was a weird thing where, where Evie's getting a critique and Rue goes, I loved your performance in the group. It was cohesive and fun. But the camera stays on Evie the whole time and it kind of made me feel like that was taking out of somebody else's critique and put into Evie's. So again, this might like just conspiracy that Evie just won this week to balance up the numbers. I feel like there's kind of somewhat of a, like a spreadsheet going around there. Like, okay, we need to keep, yeah, to keep it. <laughs> Let's give Evie this one. Viv's blocked. She doesn't need a star. Okay,
2: I um, I agree that Evie could have very very easily not not won, and I would have not have noticed or said anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but it does make for interesting drama for someone to go from having zero <laughs> stars to two stars
0: yeah it does yes it does yeah. and it and it is interesting now that like we got a teaser then for next week that obviously there's now conversations going on in the workroom of like oh is Evie a frontrunner she's a star on the rise so yeah. like now you're kind of like getting this entirely new narrative for her where up until now it was like oh you know Evie oddly who and now it's like wow you know kind of everyone's like pissing for her or gunning for her
1: mm. but Viv is the first person to be have blocked twice which means she's the one who's won the most money and i'm here for that for someone who didn't get a dollar on her first season she now has at least 20 grand in the bank and i, mm-hmm. I, I like that appreciate that who's gonna win caroline oh i think it, i
2: think it's jinx and it's becoming less interesting for me mm. now that jinx is winning um so i i, I really do you know what if it, the, the lip sync, Smackdown, Lala Perusa or whatever, I think it will come down to a jinx and Jada. And I think Jada might snatch it. Okay, nice. And I think okay. narratively, it makes a lot of sense. and It's very um, fulfilling because she's both an underdog. She's a new winner. And she has that whole thing of being the pandemic queen and all that mm. stuff. And so mm-hmm. I'm so ready for her to get like the reign she deserves.
1: Nice. I have to say for a best of the best season, the lip syncs have not been great.
0: I think there's no stakes, though. I think that's there's just no stakes in those. I think Bussy Queen was talking about this last week as well. But like there there's no real like, Okay, the 10 grand you're going to win. But like we've seen people before on All Stars talking about how like, oh, well, that doesn't mean as much to get that 10 grand here when... You, you know kind of like you'll be able to make more of it outside here so like mm-hmm. i I don't think there's anything really they're, they're not really fighting for anything
1: but even also six the lip syncs were better than they were in this season and arguably you know it's it's so 10 grand there you know they're not going home and you, you have legendary ones like trinity versus like ganja and even like ginger gave us some good lip syncs as well mm-hmm. and if you think of kylie sonique gloves, true dirty like by nature of them just being world-class performers we haven't really got that many good lip syncs for some reason.
2: Yeah, I, I remember thinking the the week that we got the old McDonald lip sync with Monet and... Did Shay. Shay? Yeah, I think it
3: was Shay.
2: Um, And I thought that was so brilliant and so funny. And I, was, I thought like, oh, this is All-Star 7. Like, it's going to be these really complex technical lip syncs that's really mm. going to demand more from people. And I haven't seen that being carried yeah, on at since. all. <laughs> it's very middle of the pack. Like, although I really enjoyed this week. I thought, Viv, I couldn't take my eyes off her. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah that's fair. But it, like that there's been like it's been, they've been quite one-sided in a way that it's like oh that's a clear winner like Raj didn't really give us anything last week that's yeah. a jump so. Caroline thank you so much for joining us early in this morning uh, and so last minute as well anytime just pop on the zoom we have the link <laughs> yeah <laughs> We're recording. every Saturday 11 <laughs> <So welcome>. just <laughs> <laughs> thanks
3: guys thank you for letting me have my
2: conversation of the day Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think Airlines right like it does sort of look like it's a foregone conclusion that Jinx is going to win especially with the fandom whenever I see a poll online or whenever I speak to somebody they say Jinx is going to win um, so I hope over the next few weeks they get that Excel spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheet out and they boost up some more contenders so we have a tight sort of finish.
0: Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I think that we could start. We need to start feeling like there's a bit of like there's no tension in the competition. Yeah, there's yeah. no there's no tension going on in the judging. It's all very kind of like collegial and I suppose then it could get kind of boring as we move into the latter half of the competition. My one sort of like big flashing red warning light is that the finale of this is a lip-sync Lala Perusa smack down Mm. the crown. And as we saw, that's not Jinx's forte. Forte. So they may, like if they are sort of putting Jinx up against Shea Coulee, you know it's going to require some creative song choosing if they're going to like well push we, her we through. saw
1: how they managed to push Blue Hydrangea past Juju B. so if they could do that yeah shade to Blue Hydrangea but Juju's the least singing <laughs> so they managed to give Blue a song in their papers I'm sure they can give like how they gave Jinx that song against Detox in season 5 like just something kooky and like they'll push her through yeah yeah yeah
0: okay I mean I'm here for it I think that like you know we we do t- in, in this throwaway world we do tend to kind of focus only on what's immediately in front of us and you do have to remember that Jinx has throughout this season already given us probably one of the most iconic moments in Drag Race history with that Judy Garland and so you know and even again with the improv challenge as the, the little pig like there has been so much that she has done in this that's going to go into like Miss Mojo's top 10 lists for years to come.
1: We need to get Miss Mojo on.
0: Oh, <laughs> absolutely. She's very private, though. She's very private. She
3: <laughs>
1: uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience on uh, waiting for this episode. If you'd like to further episodes, you can check out our premium feed where we're doing a spotlight of an all star. This week, James is talking us True Drinks Monsoon, which should, should be a fun episode. And we'll be back with you next Monday. Day. Have a lovely Pride weekend And maybe we'll see you Out about bed If
0: you're in Dublin Absolutely Say I if you see us bye. bye
1: See you Love you bye This show is part Of the Headstuff Podcast Network A hub for the creative And the curious Shows are produced In association with Headstuff And the podcast studios Dublin Find out more Or become a member At headstuffpodcasts.com